Bienvenida to the Latina Business Coach Podcast. I'm Jessica, your host, founder of Femina Society for Latina Entrepreneurs, mentor, and business strategist. This podcast is for you if you have a massive desire to be successful and you know you have crazy potential, but you're still wondering why you're not where you want to be or even how to get started. The thing that you're missing, it's called strategy. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about in this podcast because, Mija, you're trying to build an empire and you just need someone to tell you how. Lista? Let's go. Hello, Latina Society. I am so grateful for your support, for listening to another episode. One of my favorite things about having a podcast is being able to use my voice and be able to connect and highlight other women that are also doing big, big things, not just here locally in Phoenix where I am, but everywhere around the country. And today I am bringing on a special guest who I found on Instagram. Uh, she's a fellow Latina doing all of the things in Texas. So I wanted to bring her on and have her tell us a little bit about how she got started, what she's doing now, how she's pivoting an event that she normally has in person to a virtual event, and pretty much to tell us how we should be spoiling ourselves without feeling guilty about it. So today's guest is Yvonne Guidry, founder of Spoiled Latina, a digital platform that celebrates what it means to truly be a hardworking, modern-day mom, wife, entrepreneur, and Latina. As a proud Texas native, multicultural beauty, fashion, lifestyle, and mommy influencer, Yvonne uses her platform to provide easy tips and tricks on how to spoil yourself and inspire women to not feel guilty about it. Yvonne entered the entertainment world as a driving force behind a respected record label by managing special events and promotional processes for album and artist projects. In 2008, she began to be recognized as Houston's fashionista who took her expertise and love for fashion behind the scenes and contributed in fashion styling projects that have aired on Mundos, BET, MTV, along with sharing advice on her YouTube channel. Yvonne is a driven entrepreneur, but always remembers that she is a mom and a wife first. A leading example of what it means to be a hardworking Latina, she's also worked with top-tier brands like Dove, Sprint, L'Oreal, Macy's, Toyota, Hennessy, and Target to help build strong relationships and brand affinity to each. So without further ado, let's go. How's it going, Yvonne? Thank you so much for joining me. Oh yeah, thank you, Jessica. Thanks for having me. Of course. I honestly was was so excited that uh, you agreed to this interview just because I've been following you for so long on Instagram. And I feel like there's not a lot of Latinas in the creative space, in the digital space, in the business space. And so um, just seeing you do what you do, it's really inspired me. And, and I think that once we to know you a little bit more, I think a lot of people are going to feel more inspired by you and to just take action on their big ideas, on their blog, on becoming, you know, a multicultural influencer like you are so yeah so tell us about how you got started oh so yeah let's get to that <laughs> um so what I did before I was in the music industry before my husband owns a record label so I think when being a, a girlfriend or wife to somebody you kind of want to like help them with their business so my husband owns a record label um really popular one out here you know they had they were pretty well known but I did take a back seat on doing my stuff and helped him a lot. So I started off in the, basically in the music. I say I started off because I, when I initially moved to Houston, 
that's what I was doing. So Houston is, I'm not from here. So I don't know if you've ever heard of Paul Wall and Mike Jones and yeah, yeah. Little Kiki and them. So I did all of their booking. My husband owns a record label, Swisher House. I was basically like creative director, marketing assistant, marketing director. I was like doing a lot. And then I decided to pursue my own passion, which was I love fashion, beauty, entertainment. I knew that at the time I couldn't be on TV. So I wanted to create my own space where I could, you know, do TV, do radio, do kind of like multimedia journalism on my own. Um, so that's what I do. And that's, I created it um, just simply off of the love of entertainment. So my first post, I believe, was like a Beyonce and Jay-Z outing. Um, it was a long time ago. But yeah, that's basically kind of how I started. And it's grown from there. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. So um, you were saying that you couldn't really be on TV, but then you're like, you just essentially created your own space to do Yeah, I, I created a blog, you know, and it started off like MySpace. So I'm telling my age, but definitely started on MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. And like Mi Gente page and all those other pages. But yeah, no, it basically started from there. Like I started like getting the followers and, you know, sharing my story. So it was like a blog space online. But then I was like, no, I created a blog. And then later I found out that I could create a domain. So I bought the domain and created like an actual business out of it. So it took a while to do it it happened. Yeah, that's awesome. So then it ended up being more of a blog space. And then once you had that where you you were focusing on like fashion and beauty, and then how did you get into the partnering with different brands and stuff? So that happened, you know, um, organically online, me um, just posting what I love, talking about the um, different brands that I would already already wear. So if I was wearing, I would tag it or I would show it, but I Honestly, I wouldn't even tag. I think I would just show. Um, in the beginning, there wasn't really like a lot of the tagging, you know, us going on. Um, but that really happened organically. Brands started coming at me, asking if they can send me items. Started off with sending me items, then actually booking me, you know, to do a blog post. When they started asking me like, "How much do you charge?" is when I was like, "Okay, I need to charge." Mm -hmm. I think that that's when it really came, it hit me was like, oh, there's a fee to this. And I knew there was because, you know, obviously I'm a businesswoman, but I didn't know at the time that I could have. And once they asked me that, I was like, oh, okay, let me figure this out and I'll get back to you. And I did. And they hired me. Oh, one of the, my favorite things to talk about on the podcast is like the how everything that like a lot of times we see ourselves a certain way or we want to start things. And then we're like, okay, but how that was where I found myself. And I think that a lot of the listeners and just in general, women that are wanting to create or start something, they're always like, okay, how do I do this? So I think it's interesting too, how like our passions find us and then we uh-huh. do it. We love it. We would do it for free. And then someone offers you money and you're like, oh shit, I, I should charge for this. Like I, I would do it for free, but I guess I could charge. Uh-huh. Yeah, how it started is like I did charge. Then other brands would come up to approach me and eventually get hired, you know, for campaigns. I even got hired with a, I always say about this story because it basically was my influence that you know, I got the job for, I worked for a spirits brand for about three and a half years. And that spirits brand, I was basically like the brand ambassador for them. So I spoke for them. I, you know, wrote for them. I created a lot of engagement in town, um, which a lot of more other brands kind of took note of that, of that partnership. And it, you know, they came asking for me too. 
Yeah. What would you recommend maybe to somebody that is looking to create those partnerships? Like, how would you say, I know that before it was organically and then now you're saying maybe tagging them, but how would you say at this point in time, now that we're not really in like the MySpace days and it's a little bit trickier, how would you, what would you recommend to reach out to those partners or sponsors? Well, honestly, I did a lot of, um, and I still do. I feel like I do a lot of research, you know, who's the, who's representing the brand, you know, you want to know who's representing the brand. Cause there's an agency that represents the brand. The brand is not going to represent themselves or there's somebody within the brand that represents them. So I think when I started to learn about pitching and like what I wanted to do and like how, what I wanted to earn, I started researching who was behind it, who was, you know, the publicist behind it. How can I reach them? and send out cold emails. I'm like the queen of cold emails. <laughs> I like sending out emails just to see if they bite. And if they do, they take notice. Or at least just to let them know like, hey, I'm here. I'm in yeah. Texas. I know you guys don't really mess with Texas girls because y'all love LA, New York, and Miami. But True. I feel like here. that about Arizona too. I don't know why they do that to us. I still can't get a complete answer. Mm. Um, what is it that they look for in an influencer? Um, how, what is the perfect pitch from the PR standpoint? I'd like to know. And I know that a lot of my followers who are influencers or who are up and coming influence, they want to know. So yeah. I'm going to ask those questions. Yeah. Those are good questions. Even then, even yeah. too, when you're doing the cold emails, it's almost kind of like, Hey, this is my, this is what I do. What do you guys look for? Even just asking them at that point. Yeah. And it's basically like putting myself out there. I send them like information about me, things that I've done before, just to kind of be on their radar for whenever they do have events coming up or product launches, anything like that. I want to be on their radar. Mm -hmm. So, so, yeah. so awesome. Okay. So then in front you, of them before they get in front of you, <laughs> that's, I think that right now they're starting to really see that representation matters it more now more than ever. They're really oh, yeah. for that minority voice and realizing that it is important to have Latinas and women of color and black women, right? Just like in the forefront. I'm so glad that they're finally realizing that. I think we've realized that being a minority myself, we already knew like we're undervalued. Mm. Um, it it kind of took this whole BLM movement for them to, and it's not really necessarily towards Latinas because it's a black lives movement. Yes. But I, Feel that we fall in that category because we are brown and we are minority. It's good. It's good. But yeah. I still think that there needs to be more representation of Latinas. hundred percent. Sure. I know hundred percent. I love the black lives movement, um, but I want include us in there. Yeah, I agree with mm -hmm. you. Um, I've been really supporting the black lives matter movement as well. Mm -hmm. I know you have just in our, in our content also, um, just trying to get justice for Vanessa Guillen. Like I know that we oh my gosh, yeah. are so active about using our platforms for that. And I love it because it's interesting how, you know, you do have these, that your platform and you do have your audience and you talk about the things that you're passionate about. But also I think at this point in time, it's, really using your platform also to stand up for the things that are important to you. Oh yeah. I definitely, I've always been a vocal person. Um, somebody who does stand up for myself. And I think back in the day when I was younger, my, I wanted to be an attorney. So I wanted, you know, justice for everyone. I wanted people to have fair trials. I just wanted everything to be fair. So I think that's still in me right now, the whole trying to, 
bring justice to, you know, to the, to the voiceless. Yes. Um, I don't post a lot of stuff that I really am doing. Cause there's a lot, like even for this Vanessa stuff, I have created a text message that I send to everybody. If you haven't gotten it, I'll send it to you. Mm-hmm. But basically says who to call, what to say, you know, things that you can do to make change that even if you're not going to the marches or you're not, you know, doing anything, you, there's things that you can do easily accessible from home that you can totally make a difference on. So, yeah, I love that. Uh, I think that's, yeah, important. I think it's important for us to do that. Right. We can't just talk about ourselves and, you know, post selfies and products. That's great. But there's real life stuff happening and yeah. that's, we need to touch on that. Otherwise we're just going to look so fake. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's just, as that's what I'm saying is like, we have this platform and then I, I did see that a lot of people were still just moving on like business per usual post selfies. And we're, I'm like, like, I don't know. I, I felt like we kind of took that well, I mean, at the end, ourselves. And yeah, I think we still have to, you know, cause at the end of the day, life still goes on, but you can't forget what happened and you can't, you still have to live but you can't forget and you still got to try to make change. So I think that's where I'm at is I'm going to post my selfies and I'm going to post my updates on my event and I'm going to do, but they're all going to have like a purpose, you know? Yes. So I'm not just posting just cause I look cute. There's going to be a purpose even behind the message. So yeah. I agree with you, Yvonne too, because it's, it's true. It's like, we're still, that is how you're creating change and you creating your event and your brand that is, you know, really part of contributing to change. And that was one thing that helped me kind of get over that. I was feeling a funk, like honestly, with COVID everything, I was still going no problem. But then with, with um, the murder of George Floyd and then Vanessa Guillen, Breonna Taylor, I literally just kind of paused for a second and I was like, oh, it doesn't feel right to promote stuff at this time. So I paused, but really what helped me through that was that it's true. It's like, we have to keep building and serving so that we can collectively start contributing to that change. Yeah. We can heal learning that other people are kind of with us. You know, we're not alone in that fight to Okay. So then tell us about Spoil Latina. Like how did this start? Because this is a real official day in Texas. This is a real official like trademark blue check <laughs> on Instagram and all of the things. So tell us all about Spoiled Latina. Okay. So Spoiled Latina is a name that was given to me because during, in the music business, I always, I was a, perfect, a perfectionist. So um, do her hair like this, do this, do this. And someday, one day somebody just said, you're a little spoiled Latina. At first I was just like, whatever, go do your job. You know, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. I took in, like I, he said it again. I'm like, you know what I am. If I, if it means getting the things done right, you know, or demanding respect or whatever it is, fine. Call me a spoiled Latina. And so I kind of just kept it. And I had like Spoiled Latina at Gmail. I had, I started off as Spoiled Latina at Gmail, I think. Um, I remember paying my bills and they would ask me, well, what's your email address? I'm like, Spoiled Latina. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. So they would love my, so I was just like, you know what? This is, this is catchy and it's cute. So I think that's how I use it too. That was like another reiteration. But yeah, Spoiled Latina started like that. And then, like I said, it was a, a blog. Um, that turned into a brand that's now turned into a huge event that I love, which is, it's something that I'm very passionate about. So in 2015, the city of Houston, they recognized me for seven year anniversary to my blog. So I've been blogging for such a, for a long time. Yeah. Um, and it was a seven year anniversary of my blog and the 
the mayor pro tem of Houston um, surprised me with a proclamation for Yvonne Gidry Day, which Yvonne Gidry is my name. Yeah. And I was so shocked. It was July 9th of 2015. So what I decided to do was every year I, I was like, okay, I can't, first of all, my name is spoiled Latina. People already probably think like this little girl is spoiled, you know, like <laughs> it's just the name. It kind of throws people off, but I'm not, I'm really not. Like, I feel like we all as women do need to spoil ourselves. We deserve that. We work so, so hard, you know, to try to help keep the house clean, cook, organize, like run a business. We just do so much that that's basically what the word means. So in 2015, they, you know, proclaimed that day. And then in 2016, I was like, well, what am I going to do? I don't want to celebrate just myself. I, there's so many amazing women in Houston that I know. And I also felt like Latinas and, you know, my black friends and the black girls around me that were doing really amazing things. We weren't getting celebrated. Like you go to the you know, to the general market, to the white girl conferences. And it's okay. You see a little bit of us there. You know, you see a little bit of them there, but they don't really touch on, on like my culture or like what, you know, what I like. So I decided to create something that like that. And it's called Spoil Latina Day. And it's for all women. It's not just for Latinas to come because like I said, I have an array of friends. And so it's for all women to come together to spoil themselves, to network. I'm really big on building relationships that last a, li a lifetime. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like the people that do come to my events, they meet people and they're, they've been friends with them or they do business with them. They exchange money with them. So I think that's really what like my emphasis is, is to connect people and also to let everyone know that it's okay to spoil yourself. It's okay to self-care. Like it's okay to lock yourself in the room, you know, lock the doors to your restroom, read a book, go outside, get that me time, get the girl time that you deserve. Because also, you know, we've been at home for so long. Even this, I'm so looking forward to SL day. <laughs> yes. So much fun. I'm going to want, I'm going to have that female energy that you know, I, I need. Yeah, we all need it. And I love that too, because I get that vibe from you as well. Just even looking at your page and then talking to you when I first messaged you a few months ago, I'm like, I'm in Arizona, you're in Texas, we've never met, but can we be friends in real life? And you were like, yeah, I'm like, okay. And we're just, I think that we just are girls, girls. And we're, we're like, you know, I don't just want to celebrate me. How can I celebrate other women? I love that. And it just became an event. Yeah. Such a big event. And like, I think a lot of the people here in Houston, they travel, some people travel from out of town to come here. I've had different panelists. I had Suzette Quintanilla. Um, she was my, one of my keynote speakers the year before last. And Mac Daddy was my last year keynote speaker. Yes. A girl, he's still doing, he's still popping through quarantine. I don't know if so, he's <laughs> I'm like, boy, girl, stop twerking right now. Literally, he's still like, this whole quarantine has been a twerking party for him. Side note. So good. I, it really worked out for him. It's all, it's also in like how you handle it. You know, 2020 is a big change. It's either you're going to stay in 2019 and in that pass, or you're going to ride the wave of 2020 and move forward. Right now is, this is our, our time to get up, pivot and do something. So mm -hmm. he did it. He did it right. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right now when you said that, that's so funny. Well, okay, so then, so your event normally was in person. And honestly, I for sure would have come out to Texas Houston. even then. Yes, because I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I need to be there. I must feel lucky yeah. too. And so <laughs> what was your event like in person? And then 
you're talking about pivoting. So this year it is going to be virtual, which is yes. coming up. And I know that you're saying we got to ride the wave and pivot. Okay. So tell us like the differences and then also kind of just some of the pros of having it virtually. Okay. So usually when I do the event, you walk in, you're greeted. There's, ton, you know, there's different photo booths, there's different vendors, but they're not really selling because I don't like, I hardly like for people to sell. I think I just did it last year, but I honestly, um, not that I don't mind it. I just like spoiling people. So um, I had like a hair, you know, somebody doing braids, somebody doing their eyebrows, there's manicures happening or if you want nail decals, that's happening. Then I have like open bar sponsored by like um, Belvedere or Hennessy was last year, the year, you know, the year before Jack Daniels. Um, there's food, there's guest speakers, there's an array of like beautiful women all in one room who are enjoying music, they're drinking, they're getting to know each other, they're following each other on Instagram. And then they sit down when it's time for the panel. So mm -hmm. usually two to three panels and a keynote speaker. And again, so now that we are, I, I love giving things away. Nothing really is going to change. We're still going to have the same energy. Um, we still are doing the panels and they are, there is going to be a lot of giveaways. So every registrant hopefully um, walks away with something. The only way that you can win something is if you get a ticket. So you can get your ticket at spoiledlatina.com. It's $30. It's a small fee because I've seen other conferences, you know, charging a lot more, but I wanted to keep it, you know, I totally understand the climate, but at the end also, you know, I want to be able to support the people who are helping me. Mm -hmm. So we kind of did a low cost, but no, that's basically what, what it is. I'm also personally sending out gift, like a gift bag-ish to mm -hmm. the guests who purchase tickets, just because I feel that people love going to SL Day. They walk out with huge bags of tons of stuff. So I want to be able to do that. So I'm like picking up different items and going to start packing stuff. So it's for everyone to get that gets a ticket, they're going to expect something in the mail also. So that's probably a surprise that I should have said, but oh well. <laughs> okay, well now that's how I am. I'm like, Hey, I just went Christmas shopping. And then I'm like, do you want to know what I got you? And people are like, no. Uh, oh my God. Me too. I gave my husband his father's day gift like two weeks early, just cause it got in the mail. Like it shouldn't have gotten here during that time. But I was mm -hmm. like bored one day and I'm like, Hey, do you want to see your father's day gift? Yeah. That's what just happened too. You're like, Hey, <laughs> surprise. And also you might get something in the mail, but day. <laughs> No, yeah. So I wanted I wanted to to um definitely thank people for being there, taking time out of their day because also the event is it's full of like women who are so dope. And it's all people that I know. And then the keynote speaker is the vice president of Combs Enterprises. She is Puerto Rican and African American. Mm -hmm. She has a wealth of knowledge of being a, Lat a Latina in the boardroom and like handling these big brands, you know, cause she not only works for Combs now, but she's worked for Duce before. Um, we have Saida O'Quinn from Organic Curves. She's like a, a Instagram famous body positivity model. Yes. And she's an activist. Um, but still, I think she's a model because she's so cute. Yeah. And um, so she's from New York. She's Dominican. She's amazing. Um, she has a lot of wealth in like the health industry and the beauty industry as well. So there's just a lot of different people that you can learn from, you know, your future mentor. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. I know I've been seeing all of the guest speakers that you're going to have. The lineup is awesome. I can't wait. I'm definitely going to be going to Spoiled Latina Day and I'm excited to see it virtually. I'm excited to see what you I know. Me too. I act a little crazy, y'all. I'm just letting you know. I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> I think it's awesome. I think that everyone, you should just remind everyone to bring their own drink and that way it's still, Oh, it's still in there. In, yeah. Oh, so you, you can actually go look at the schedule of the, you know, what's happening. And I even say that like in the very beginning, like, Hey, welcome to SL day. Take this time to go make a drink, sit down, get comfortable and like get ready to vibrate higher virtually because that's the theme is vibrating higher. I just feel like we do need to vibrate higher on so many levels. And so I think Spoil Latina will kind of touch on every level of how we can be a better woman, be a better mom, be a better businesswoman. It's going to be fun. Thank you, Yvonne. Well, I'm so Welcome. excited. For- Thank you so much. You're welcome. Jess. Thanks, Yvonne. Talk- Bye. Yo, yo. Thank you so, so much for listening to this podcast. I'm so grateful for you. If you want to keep hearing podcasts like this, nothing inspires me more than seeing that people are subscribing. So please subscribe, please leave a review and tell me what are some of the key lessons you learned and how you're going to apply this to your business. Also, can you do one more thing for me? Take a screenshot and post it. I'll definitely share it and just remember one more thing. You could be one strategy away from making it big. Hasta la próxima. Say goodbye, Latina business coach. Say goodbye, Latina business coach.